You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Ben Simmons has been doing a lot lately. Slamming. Corkmaz in the lane to a trailing Simmons and a right-hand jam. Ben Simmons running rough shot right down Broad Street. Stealing. Simmons steals the ball. Harris for three. Oh, yeah. Steal, run out, assist, and a bucket by Tobias Harris. And just providing the 76ers with all-around excellent all-league caliber play. I think what Ben has done, talk about the positives, is it's a guy who understands what he's really good at, making other people around him better. That's NBA TV's Jared Greenberg, and we'll examine Simmons' progress this season and his impact on this episode of The Broadcast. How you doing out there, 76ers pod people? Busy stretch for the team right now. It is playing pretty well, continuing to rack up the wins in the top half of the Eastern Conference still perfect at home and knocking off some quality opponents as of late got a win over the toronto raptors that was nice on sunday defeated the denver nuggets in a defensive physical tussle on tuesday and coming up thursday night the primetime pairing with the arch nemesis boston celtics in the midst of all this ben simmons has been terrific and we will talk about that storyline with Jared Greenberg of NBA TV in just a matter of moments. But first, a reminder that to subscribe to our podcast, you can go to any one of your favorite podcasting platforms, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Pods, Google Pods, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Wherever you go, just type in 76ers Podcast or 76ers Podcast Network, and that will take you to our feed. Ben Simmons came into this week fresh off two fantastic games. A career-high 34 points plus 7 assists in the 76ers' historic blowout win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Bob to Simmons, and he jammed it! Ben Simmons is going to town on the Cleveland Cavaliers, reminding the Cavaliers of LeBron James. 
Then the very next night against the Toronto Raptors, a near triple-double for Simmons as he finished with 16 points, 11 boards, and 9 dimes. Here's Ben in the lane, takes it all the way down, and slams it! He windmills it on Gasol! Are you kidding me? Ben Simmons wheels and slams it! What a play! Wow, what a slam by Simmons! Yes, Ben Simmons has indeed been in some kind of groove lately. He even earned some votes for Eastern Conference Player of the Week honors. I was locked in every time I was in the floor. Um, regardless of how many minutes I've played. A month and a half into the NBA season, Simmons leads the league in total steals and steals per game. He's fifth in assists, 12th in field goal percentage, and according to the great website, basketballreference.com, the Aussie is fifth in defensive win shares. I just try to play the game I know how to play um, without overthinking or listening to anybody else. So with time, I'm getting better. Ben Simmons, in addition to all of that, is also the topic I wanted to get into with this week's guest on the pod, Jared Greenberg. He's the host of NBA TV's Crunch Time, which airs every Wednesday and Friday from 7 Eastern to the night's final buzzer. Crunch Time is the league's whip-around show capturing all the excitement around the NBA, from down-to-the-wire finishes to game winners and defining moments throughout the night. And, of course, the 76ers will be back on the NBA on TNT this Thursday as a part of TNT's doubleheader when the Sixers visit the Boston Celtics 8 o'clock Eastern. Then later on that night, stick around a great Western Conference game between the Portland Trailblazers and Denver Nuggets. So, Jared Greenberg, it is great to have you on once again. What do you make of this recent tear by Ben Simmons? You know, I I, I think what, what, what Ben has done really well is identify what he's really good at. Simmons on the run, got numbers here. Thibel flying high, two-handed jam. And that's where Simmons is at his very best, when he can get in the open floor, gets the rebound, and immediately gets him in transition. Talk about the positives. It's, it's a guy who understands what he's really good at and, you know, making other people around him better. I think that, you know, we, we often just cast a you know a blanket over great players and just say that they're good at making others better Michael Jordan or LeBron James um, whoever you want and, and and I don't know that that's always the case with really good players in the league but clearly what what Ben Simmons does is find ways to get other teammates involved or make sure he's getting guys in the right spots and and I think that you know that's that that's what's really impressive about him and then you know just defensively too um, you know, obviously how he's up for the challenge and he's, he's, he's not too proud of a, of a young player to, to understand that, all right, I'm, I may not be averaging 30 points or I may not be leading my team in shot attempts, but I'm going to make sure that I take on that challenge on a nightly basis. And I think he does it too at guarding a variety of different positions on the court, which I think is, is, is a hugely important attribute for, for players in this league. One of the things that I really enjoy about talking to national media members is that you get a broader perspective on how people view storylines surrounding a team rather than some of the hyper-focused scrutiny that takes place in a local market. So if we, we step back out and we look at things from 30,000 feet, what level of intrigue was there on a national level surrounding Ben Simmons entering this year in regard to what the 76ers' chances might be? Huge. Absolutely huge. Um, I, I, I won't forget uh, over the summer on NBA TV, we, we do the schedule reveal. And um, 
we, we brought Charles Barkley on. I'm going out on a limb right now. And he predicted that that show that he had the Sixers coming out of the East. I'm live to die. Can I get it? I guarantee it. I guarantee you that Philadelphia 76ers are going to win the Eastern Conference. But he said it with a caveat. He said that the Sixers are probably the only really good team among the and there's a lot of them now this year, obviously. But among the teams that you think have a even a chance of winning a title this year, the Sixers are the only team where you're wondering if their best players are good enough to get them over the hump this year, right? Simmons and Embiid had to take a massive step forward for the Sixers to to um, elevate themselves out of a team where the last few years they've, you know, quote-unquote, only gotten to the second round of the playoffs. So I, I think that what Simmons, the level of intrigue was huge, you know, his his um, everything from his, his leadership skills to his Obviously, shooting, uh, talking jumper, three-pointers, free throws, um, to to his ability to help close out games. I, I think we're, we're a huge question mark around the league. Before we dive into what Simmons has done this season, where did you think he wrapped up last season after that seven-game second-round playoff series with Toronto? I mean, he was an all-star at 22, which, all things yeah. considered, is no small feat. No, uh, you, you're right, and, and obviously he had a – a strong case his rookie year to be an all-star. And I'm, I know he was disappointed that, that he didn't make it that year. Um, you know, I, I, I thought that there was steady improvement in certain areas. I think certainly defensively we saw it. Um, I think obviously in the scoring we saw it. His, his efficiency numbers last year were off the charts. Um, I, I, I think the, the question at the end of the year is the same that the question is now. It's, it's, it's from, you know, the shooting standpoint, you know, jumpers, threes, and, and free throws. Brett Brown recently came out and said following a series of games over the weekend that he had a quota of one three-pointer a game for Ben Simmons. This is what I want. Okay, You can pass this along to his agent, his family, and his friends, and to him. I I want a three-point shot a game minimum. Did you see that? What did you make of that comment? I I I loved it. And and I think that Brett, this is a tough one to to, to really juggle. And Brett, Brett, as you know, Brian, has had a lot of these tough situations during his tenure as Sixers head coach, and he does a great job of, 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 of doing, saying the right PR thing, but also at certain times sending a message to your locker room that you, you want to be heard. And, and I, think, I think that the number one is a good one for Ben because I, I'm, I'm of this opinion here that he doesn't need to become Clay Thompson or Steph Curry. As we've seen from the threes that he's, he's taken – the, the couple he's taken this year uh, that he's made, that the teams are giving him so much space. So why not one time a game take advantage of that? So maybe later in that game or maybe in future games, teams start to think about defending you out there. So I, I, I thought the number one is, is good. I mean, it's, just, it's a starting point. It's a jumping off point. Simmons, it's for three. Got it! That's no big deal anymore. The second three of the season, Ben Simmons... And I don't want to play team psychologist on this end. Uh, They certainly uh, shell out enough of their resources for someone professional to do that. But it's almost seemingly as if Ben knocked down a couple threes. The two that he's hit so far have been set up for him. They've looked really pure when they've gone through the net. 
And you almost wonder if Brett's taking this opportunity to be like, all right, you know what? He's tried it a couple times in a game. He's made them. Why don't we jump on this momentum and see if we can bolster that confidence and see if we can have it be a more regular thing? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you. Like, you know, and and, and I I just think it adds such a dynamic for this team. And, and, you know, it's it's not – it's going to be highlighted this year because of the lack of three-point shooting. And I know of late – They've certainly been a much better three-point shooting team. But let, let, let's let be honest here. I think they're going to come back down to earth with some of these numbers that, that they've hit late. But because they don't have that J.J. Redick anymore, it's going to be highlighted. But even if they did have a J.J. Redick, I do think it's understand what it does for the rest of the team. If you're a guy who teams feel like they don't even need to have anybody within 10 feet of you if you're out on the perimeter. Another big storyline surrounding Simmons, one that 76ers leadership between Elton Brand and Brett Brown have pointed to, and you've already touched upon a little bit, Jared, is his defense. Now, we all know Kawhi Leonard had a postseason for the ages last year. Ben Simmons was asked to do a lion's share of the defense on him in the second-round series. The Sixers felt like he would be able to pull something from that. Brett, now that the series is finished, I want to just ask about Ben and what you saw from him this series. He went up against Kawhi. Can you just speak about the growth of him over these past seven games? To have the uh, responsibility to go have to defend Kawhi Leonard, uh, especially in the mood and the mindset that Kawhi was in. I think Ben's defensive effort and commitment to trying to guard uh, Kawhi Leonard will serve him well. It, it too, will be a memory I'm certain that will will help better shape his approach. Do you feel like we've seen that translate, just the experience of going up against guys like Kawhi Leonard in the second round? It was D'Angelo Russell against the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. Have you seen that translate in terms of how Ben Simmons has gotten off to a start defensively this year? Yeah, I, I think there's an aggressiveness. You know, um, there's the, the deflections and, you know, recovering loose balls and, and, and just – Knowing where to be, I, I, I think even even the harshest of critics of Ben Simmons would admit to the fact that his basketball IQ is is off the charts, um, and I think you see that uh, you see it on offense. We don't necessarily always credit him with that. On the defensive end, you see it. Simmons steals the ball. Simmons driving it into the lane. He goes to Harris. Harris puts it up and jams it with ten seconds to go. Sixers take the lead. He's just—he's a ball hawk. He's all over the place. He—he he knows where he needs to be. And like you know, you just gave the perfect example there. Um, listen, no, nobody was slowing down Kawhi last year in the playoffs. Uh, but to take on that challenge, and, and also in the first round to take on a challenge like Angela Russell, they couldn't be two more different players. And to be willing to do that, um, you know, is a big thing. And and I, you know, I don't know if he's going to be first team All Defense this year, Ben Simmons, but. But I think he's a guy that, that's going to be, over the course of his career, considered uh, you know, for that at some point. That's the perfect segue. I was going to ask you about this. You know, I don't want to cast Brett Brown as an inflammatory take man, but he does have stances, and he threw out there earlier this season that he feels like Ben Simmons has asserted himself early on as an all-defensive team candidate, perhaps even in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Now he's, like, locked in, and, like, that's a different species right there. And, you know, to try to get that as much as we can is the holy grail. You know, he, I think he's got to be considered for an all-defensive team, and who knows? Tell me somebody that's doing better as a Defensive Player of the Year. You know, it, it's not far-reaching. 
you understand the way the league works on a national level. What does it take for a player to gain that type of consideration, be in the running for those recognitions? Well, it's it's a, it's a, it's a little different based on each position, right? And it's it's a bit unfair, but it's kind of the mindset of the voter, and and that is if you're not going to be a big man, and you're going to be in consideration, then what you need to have the reputation of being is a guy who, on a nightly basis, no matter who your team is playing, is always guarding for the bulk of the game the team's best, their opponent's best perimeter offensive player, night in, night out. And that's kind of what we were just talking about, whether it's the point guard, whether it's the two guard, whether it's a wing uh, like a Kawhi Leonard. You know, there's a reason why a guy like Paul George last year was in the mix and it still went to a big guy in Rudy Gobert. But if you are a guy who on a nightly basis, we're watching highlights because if you're not, you know, if you're not like us who's, you know, into league pass every night and the hoops junkie, I'm sure there's probably a few voters out there who are just catching highlights. If you're not seeing that guy that you're considering for Defensive Player of the Year guarding the stars of this league every night, then it's going to be hard to keep him in the mix. So I, I think that that part of the reputation for Ben Simmons to even give him a shot, and right now, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I think he's probably very much on the outside looking in for that Defensive Player of the Year conversation at, at this point in the season. Um, but he's got to be every single night. We've got to see him on, on the opponent's best player. That's a little different for, for perimeter players, uh, or I should say non-bigs. You know, if, if you're a big like a Rudy Gobert or an Anthony Davis, uh, or in the past a guy like a Marcus Gasol, you know, we're looking at your, your block shots, what type of um, you know, rim defender you are, what, how many rebounds you're getting, what a team's field goal percentage is. Um, and, and, and the other part of it is, is always, which is you know, always an interesting one for me, is even though it's an individual award, we're always going to look at where your team is in defensive rating. That, that, that's always, you know, it's going to be hard for a guy uh, to win defensive player of the year if his team is, let's say, outside the top five in defensive rating. When you look at the 76ers on a broader level beyond Ben Simmons, what are some of the other subplots, Jared, that interest you at this point of the year? You, you, can't, you can't talk about this team without talking about Embiid. You know that's that, that that that's that's probably the biggest thing, and then and then you know the supporting cast is, is going to be the next thing. Five to shoot. Tobias drives, puts it up, left hand lamp is good. Welcome back to New York, New York. Tobias Harris. You know, I think there's something to be said for guys who get paid and who are true professionals. Like I, I've heard reports from people around the league that there are few guys who actually work harder in the summer than Tobias Harris. Um, you know, it seems like over the course of the years, like he's got himself in such great shape. And I felt with the way this team was constructed this year and, and what they needed out of him, he could have a monster year. And I, I think, you know, once about the middle of November hit, uh, he kind of, he, he, he found it a little bit. Um, and, and I just think it's a matter of consistency. Can, can they make clutch shots? Can they be a team that, that, that can withstand Ben Simmons not being a perimeter or a jump shooter because they have enough guys who do it other than that? And and then probably the third is just the, uh, you know, the rise of, of Tybal. Here's a steal by Matisse. In on Siakam, a slam! Matisse, Tybal rocks the rim! What a play! The rookie is doing it at both ends of the floor! To me, that's telling that even, and this is not to suggest that national media members aren't following game in, game out, but that he has made such an impression to the point where he, he's on the radar of some people on a national level. Well, yeah, I mean, he's exciting. You know, on this on this uh, show that I host on Wednesdays and Fridays on Crunch Time when we're doing our, our live look-ins on all these games, 
Um, it's it's amazing the timing. I, 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 I've lost track of the amount of times that we've dipped into a sixer game totally by coincidence, and there's Tybal just making a huge defensive play. And then just how hard he plays. You know, he's he makes a defensive play and then he's never done, right? He's always running the floor, um, and he's hit some clutch shots. Obviously, he's had games where he's had awful shooting nights, but he's he's a rookie, and, then, you know, you, you, you obviously live with that and understand. But Tybal always has a smile on his face. He's always laughing. He's always having fun. Um, so he, he's, he, he's fun to watch, I, I, I think, first and foremost. No doubt. Matisse Thibel, fun to watch. The 76ers have been fun to watch the first almost two months of the season. Fun to watch Jared Greenberg on NBA TV. Great to get his insights as well. Jared, thanks so much. And a reminder that you can catch Jared on NBA TV's Crunch Time each Wednesday and Friday from 7 Eastern to the night's final horn. It's a whip-around show. Crunch Time takes you through the excitement throughout the entire league, down-to-the-wire finishes, game winners, defining moments all throughout the night. It is terrific. And the 76ers one more time playing on the NBA on TNT Thursday when they take on the Boston Celtics at 8 o'clock Eastern. Before we wrap things up, one quick reminder, 76ers camps prevented by Rothman Orthopedics is back for 76ers holiday hoops camps. You get to learn drills the pros use with three days of skills and drills. They're going to be held December 26th, 27th, and 30th. Registration is now open for boys and girls ages 5 through 14 with several locations across the entire Delaware Valley. Sign up today at 76ersCamps.com or call 610-668-7676. Once again, thanks to Jared Greenberg from NBA TV for taking the time to talk on this episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the broadcast. See ya. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.